Welcome back everyone to the second rendition of our tax talks with our very own James um, where we continue discussing in topics of international tax. Um, so James, in June this year, um, Kerry hosted the 11th summit of the Africa Initiative, which I understand is a program you know, established to ensure that African countries are equipped with the skills to exploit the latest in tax transparency, right? Um, so what's your, take of, for, uh, what's your take on such initiatives and is Africa benefiting from, you know, the global tax transparency initiatives that are being carried out? Thank you, Abdullahi. And as I mentioned in the first part that uh, I was privileged to, at the early stage mm -hmm. um, of the, the global forum work, to identify this as a huge gap mm -hmm. that Africa was not being involved in the conversation on tax transparency. So whereas the rest of the world was moving forward, was very actively engaging mm -hmm. on the different standards, the presence of African countries and key decision makers in, in the global forum on transparency space and what were the benefits was not really percolating down mm -hmm. to the policy maker. So I, uh, at the time with the head of, um, of the Global Forum on Transparency, Monica Batia, you know, we'd made the case that uh, that was then put forward in Berlin that we need to have an African initiative. Why is this important? This was going to be an initiative to come back now to bring the discussion down to the African context. What that means is that very high-level policy discussions within Africa could take place. Uh, so it's been a very important policy dialogue uh, forum where governments can discuss about or be made aware of what's going on on a global scale to know uh, what it is that the African countries should do. Uh, and also from a donor-driven um, uh, capacity building, uh, the, the issue that funds could then be mobilized uh, through this initiative to, to ensure that countries were given the resources, the technical assistance to, to comply with the standards, mm -hmm. to know what it is they need to put into place. So as we speak, African countries, are, I must say there's that real risk, they get left behind of all those benefits. Uh, and I would say would make Africa uh, to be honest, what I would call a, um, the, a tax haven of its mm -hmm. own. Why? Because there's very, if you look at the transparency standards, if we're not playing with the rest of the world, mm -hmm. it means this is where uh, businesses would come and, and uh, keep money or do business and there's no way to know actually what they're doing. So the standards on beneficial ownership, for instance, the exchange of information uh, between tax jurisdictions. African countries have very limited uh, tax treaties with, with themselves, with, with each other, with other African nations. Uh, within East Africa, for instance, we actually do not have a double tax treaty with its exchange of information. And this is a, these are our biggest trading partners. So the lack of uh, instruments for exchange of information is a huge gap. And, and as I said, the issues of capacity, a huge challenge. And then as the standards have also developed from the exchange of information on request to the exchange, automatic exchange, to these issues also on beneficial ownership, all very critical issues for ensuring governments now have access to that information uh, now become very vital that such initi initiatives 
need to continue running, need to be continue being funded, mm -hmm. and to ensure that African governments take or get on board on those things they need to do to ensure that they are better able mm -hmm. uh, to control uh, taxpayers or economic activity to have better information uh, that helps them to collect tax. Mm. Oh, amazing! I mean, I mean, with 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 with. Um all things information is king right in, in all things and 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 more so from a tax perspective and so then now brings me now to my next question is could you please give our viewers and our listeners um really a brief overview of the common reporting standards and the country by country reporting rules and you know um how this feeds into the tax transparency agenda okay so i have mentioned earlier that uh, there are a number of standards on exchange of information. Uh, first, beginning with exchange of information on request um, to uh, a developed standard on beneficial ownership, meaning that governments should better know who are the ultimate owners of of any particular company, to now the common reporting standard, which was, say, now countries would be able to exchange financial account information about citizens of a given country. Mm -hmm. uh, so say, for instance, you you have uh, an account as a Kenyan in Switzerland that once there's in place that exchange uh, mechanism between Kenya and Switzerland is that Switzerland would be obliged to share information of all Kenyans uh, who keep an account in Switzerland. And that information is relayed on a spontaneous basis to the Kenyan government and the tax administration should be looking at this to say, well, now we were not aware that Abdullahi has an account in Switzerland and is keeping money. Then there's a question, uh, is this money, uh, money that has a reason from business, can we then bring mm. this income to charge? So this whole question, it's very important that uh, common reporting standard is about countries being able to exchange information about uh, accounts, financial accounts, banking uh, from a given country. Um, and so that also requires that each government put in place that mechanism internally, that its own banks collect that information to be able to then uh, transmit it to other jurisdictions. I think the, the U.S. FATCA, mm -hmm. uh, Foreign Account Tax Compliance Act, uh, is is um, was actually the forerunner mm -hmm. to the CRS uh, because that then said the U.S. government could collect information about all U.S. citizens. So the rest of the world said we want a similar tool. And so FATCA and CRS are like two sides of mm -hmm. the same coin. Mm -hmm. and, so, yes. and the common and the country by country reporting was uh, an outcome of of the base erosion profit shifting project, which is to say that. Uh, improved documentation for trans, uh, risk risk assessment purposes. A tax administration would be entitled to look at information about where a multinational has reported its profits, how much economic activity in each of those jurisdictions, how many people, what sort of resources does it have in each of these countries to be able to assess if you have very limited resources, employees say in one country, but the, when you look at the profit reported in that country, it looks significant. Then there's a question that the tax administration would now want to look deeper mm -hmm. into these uh, issues. Now, from an African perspective, one of the big challenges, for instance, mm -hmm. is how much work needs to go into um, 
for into actually being able to exploit those tools. Mm -hmm. Currently, there are only two countries in Africa that are receiving country-by-country -country data. Why? Because you'd have to do a number of things to be able to benefit. One, you need to have put in place the exchange, the exchange tools on the multilateral convention. You need to have signed mm -hmm. a competent authority agreement. You need, you know, there are sort of stages mm -hmm. uh, on confidentiality. They have to come and assess your ability to, to implement or safeguard information to, to join you onto the pipeline to be able to receive this information automatically. So there are costs involved, the technicalities involved, there's all that legislation mm -hmm. to put in place. Yeah. So clearly, still uh, quite a challenge for most African countries to implement. Mm. Oh, wow. Perfect, perfect. And then, so then, now narrowing it down back to Kenya, mm -hmm. um, so what, what strides has Kenya made to you know, incorporate CRS and country-by-country -country reporting in its domestic legislation? Yeah, so it's interesting to see, you know, Kenya has been a member of the Global Forum on Transparency for, for several years now, I mean, starting from perhaps uh, 2010, and so, and also as a member of the steering group of the Global Forum, mm -hmm. that Kenya should uh, have moved quite some steps and what we've seen now is that Kenya signed the Multilateral Convention on Mutual Administrative Assistance, which is a tool that helps Kenya be able to exchange information with uh, over 120 countries, mm -hmm. I believe, and tax jurisdictions. Uh, but they and put in place uh, the legal regime, for instance, on country by country. This is now these were amendments made in the Finance Act, the recent Finance Act that was published. And the regulations on uh, common reporting standards uh, were published for public participation, yet to be gazetted. Uh, but we know on the back end, there's also work to be done to ensure that Kenya now is in a position to exchange this information bilaterally with other countries. So there's certain tools, like mm -hmm. I talked about the competent authority agreement on uh, on exchange of this information for both those um, the CBC and the and the common reporting standard, and so there's still quite some work to be done mm -hmm. for Kenya to be able to to start to run this. But I note that like the law has already kicked in for CBC reporting. I think effective January 2023, countries would be. Uh, companies that meet the threshold mm -hmm. would now be required to to start yeah. to to report uh, whether they are the ultimate parent entity and yeah. to then comply with the law. Right, perfect. So, um, if if I may, I'd like to now switch to a different gear now sure. and address the issue of tax competition, mm -hmm. right? And and tax competition has been addressed as as mm -hmm. as you know been. Um, uh, a key reason why, um, you know, the issue of tax havens have cropped up. Um, now, with the so-called with the so-called um, tax competition and the race to the bottom, um, a proposal has been, you know, the introduction of a global minimum tax, which is a floor, um, which is a floor to make sure that you know we avert tax competition. So now, my question to you is really. From the from from your perspective, can you say that the global minimum tax can actually avert tax competition and reduce the so-called race to the bottom? Yeah, thanks for that question. I think it remains to be seen first how effectively this will be implemented. 
the global minimum tax proposal to say 15% by all jurisdictions. It's interesting to see how countries uh, begin to vary uh, how this will be implemented. And I think the biggest challenge, can you eliminate tax competition? I think mm-hmm. just like any anything else, self-interest seems to mm-hmm. get a lot of uh, public policy decisions. Uh, electorates are pushing hard. Uh, when I give the example of the the small island states who mm-hmm. are majority of what you call the tax haven or low tax jurisdictions, are these very small islands have no other economic uh, way of earning uh, revenue for their country. So this is the one uh, tool they use perhaps to attract finance, to attract, uh, you know, sort of revenue for for the government. So huge challenge now, do they give up this income uh, and what do they get in return? Um, the small island states, for instance, are the biggest hit by climate change and rising sea levels. So you're, they're being tasked to, to let go of an income uh, and are suffering other uh, adverse impacts. Mm-hmm. How do they just say now all of a sudden we are going to um, sort of maintain this minimum tax? So there's a whole question that competition uh, is real and it's it's going to continue. It's very difficult to see how the, there is policing of that minimum tax mm-hmm. to the extent that nobody, no government that is sovereign in its own taxing right will then determine that we will be even with everybody else. So I, I certainly see challenges in the implementation of that. Mm-hmm. I certainly see variants of um, with every policy is always sort of a, a counter uh, a countermeasure mm-hmm. to to sort of ensure that some people stay ahead in the game. Yeah. Uh, there's also that challenge that a few governments may be talking one thing uh, and not able to mm-hmm. not able to also implement. So it remains to be seen what uh, the effect of that pillar two uh, proposal will be on tax competition. Um, Yes, so allow me to now change the conversation and segue into the ESG question. Mm. Um, I mean, um, the COP27 COP has just concluded in Egypt and the ESG question and concern is such a strategic objective for governments, businesses and policymakers alike. Mm. So um, in your view, what is the role that multinational enterprises can play Right, to be in, in being more proactive to address you know potential tax risks and operate more responsibly in a way that is consistent with their ESG obligations. Right, I think it's a very interesting question. And uh, just to say, complying with tax rules is a core to business responsibility. Um, businesses have a fundamental responsibility to comply with tax legislation in every country they operate in to pay at the right time to pay uh, the right amount of tax. So um, it's interesting now that the discussion is is in place now to say that as far as the SDGs are concerned, mm-hmm. that businesses also have a role to play. And uh, central to this conversation is the UN uh, Glo- uh, Global Compact, where businesses now are being required mm-hmm. to, to sign 
you know, and to state that they affirm the principles around the business, you know, responsible business conduct. And central to this conversation is also now uh, particularly on tax. And, and there are several elements to this. One is on greater accountability and transparency in the way you, you, you do your tax governance. Um, who's, is this, are these issues being dealt with at a strategic level? Um, on issues on the way you do your tax planning, for instance, should you, um, should you exploit, you know, things in, in tax havens purely for tax purposes? Mm -hmm. Or is it that you, you have a legitimate right to, to perhaps take advantage of tax incentives mm -hmm. by ensuring that you still remain responsible enough within the countries where you're earning the revenue to give back? I think the U.S. Um, have um, uh, an expression they they put somewhere there on the one of the key government buildings to say taxes are what we pay for for civilization for civilized society. Mm -hmm. So it, it's it's yeah. imperative then that companies also see a role they have in self regulation in. Uh, adhering to standards of the way they engage with the tax administration, ensuring that they are able to cooperatively comply, mm -hmm. meaning they, they, where requests come, they, they are open with the tax administration, they're willing to give information, they're willing to comply with uh, mm -hmm. requests, uh, and they're openly engaging. So I think there are a lot of um, certainly very good principles mm -hmm even from uh, the OECD uh, BIAC, which is um, the Business Investment Advisory Committee of, of the OECD. And, and another very great example, the B-team principles, mm -hmm. um, our very own uh, Bob Colimo, the late Bob Colimo, had, um, was part of an initiative they called the B-team uh, principles. Uh, for international business or responsible tax principles, mm -hmm. which uh, are a very good place for any business that is looking to incorporate tax responsibility into its ESG framework. And which certainly, as uh, Angerwal and Kanath, is something we're able to uh, assist any company that is sort of looking in this area, would like to put up uh, this as part of their framework, would, would happily uh, assist. Oh, amazing. Um, so as we come to our conclusion, um, it's been such an amazing um, uh, opportunity to, you know, uh, get to have this conversation with you. Um, could you give us, give our viewers and listeners a parting shot um, on the back of what we've discussed today? Yeah, thank you so much. I, and uh, it's, I think these are really interesting times for, for Africa, in very interesting times for business. Uh, an opportunity perhaps to reset uh, and relook at um, mm. the way uh, most uh, business have been doing, um, uh, companies have been doing business in Africa, uh, to relook at the, the, their own tax structures and, and ensure they, they certainly do align to the, the emerging principles, emerging um, trends in sort of compliance um, and, and also perhaps that open atmosphere of engagement with tax administrations as opposed to being confrontational to be uh, a bit more focused on cooperation and, and how that can be improved. So we certainly see uh, interesting times for me also who's been more on the policy and tax administration side. Mm -hmm. I think there isn't a more 
uh, interesting time that mm -hmm. now businesses, it's time now to ensure with all those changes, it's time to also ensure that businesses, uh, one, uh, can operate in a better, uh, in a more t certain tax environment because clearly a lot of disputes will arise with the emergence of all these rules and legislation and things that need to be uh, changed. The way tax administrations are looking at these issues. So clearly a lot of support is needed uh, and some investment clearly would need to be made uh, by businesses to certainly ensure that they are, don't f run foul mm -hmm. of any of this new legislation. So interesting times. I think uh, I look forward to uh, being of assistance mm -hmm. and, you know, to have more and more opportunities to engage in this very interesting uh, debate. Thank you. Yeah. James, thank you so much for your time today. Um, and thank you to our viewers and our listeners. Um, this conversation is available on the ALN Academy podcast and our YouTube channel. Uh, please leave a like, um, subscribe, and please make sure to hit the notification bell so that you can be notified when we send, um, when we have new updates. Um, thank you so much for having us, and, and we hope it was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.